Now, The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe on CFAX 1070. Hey there, everyone. Welcome to another episode of The Whole Home Show. I'm Tony Joe. I'm your host here every week. We bring you tips, education, and updates on home-related matters. If you are in the real estate market, uh, or if you're not, if you're just looking for ideas or things or want to catch up on current affairs and matters regarding your home, this is a great place to be. Our show comes to you every week with the support of our show partners, Denise Webster, mortgage broker with Dominion Lending Center's Modern Mortgage Group, J.P. Sellas, insurance advisor at Westland Insurance, the Sitka Law Group for your real estate, wills and estates, corporate and personal injury needs, and Silhouette Home Inspections with Pierre Beauvais. If you need help or direction in your real estate tra- your real estate transaction, give any of the whole home show team members a call. They would love to hear from you. And I love being here for you every week. I've been your host here for the last five years. Uh, this is not my day job, however. I've been helping people buy and sell real estate here in Greater Victoria since 1991. I've handled hundreds and hundreds of transactions here in our fair city, taking care of people with their first homes, investments, uh, moving, uh, relocation, uh, military transfers, RCMP transfers, banking, all of that kind of stuff. I know all the reasons why people move to this region here, including maybe why you did, because a lot of folks here who listen are newer to Victoria. I'm born and raised here, so I'm one of the few that are uh, never left, and I'm very glad. I had no choice in being raised in Victoria, uh, but I'm thrilled that I was, and I'm not going anywhere. Uh, if you have any questions about real estate, you want to talk about what's going on there, you want to know about what's happening in the market, give me a call. I'd be happy to chat with you, give you a second opinion, talking about maybe days moving forward. We're recording this right now. It's the Christmas season in 2022. Uh, and the reason why I'm mentioning this, because, you know, we do record a lot of our episodes. Maybe you listen to in our podcast with guests from a couple of years ago that are relative, relevant to you now. Uh, right now, the uh, the day and the reason why uh, I'm talking about the date is we have current affairs and news that we're discussing today, and it has to do with the changes that were announced with new Premier British Columbia Premier David Eby regarding the Housing Supply Act. There's been a lot of questions about this. There is a movement now to uh, add supply out there in the marketplace uh, through fast-tracking municipal regulations uh, and identifying housing targets. There is also Bill 44, which is the new rule regarding strata bylaws, uh, most notably rental restrictions, being that you can't have them anymore, and secondarily, age restrictions which you can't have with the exception of 55 and over. So today, by the way, folks, we're having a conversation first. Thrilled to have the new housing minister, Ravi Kalon, just uh, assigned this post a couple of days ago. And he's going to be here talking about housing supply and uh, what we can expect in days moving forward with what uh, the government hopes to do to help with the housing crisis. Uh, And then we're going to have a conversation about this Bill 44 thing and stratas with a strata expert here, a lawyer, uh, not with the Sitka Law Group. You know, I reached out to Gurpreet. I said, Gurpreet, let's talk about Bill 44. She said, you got to talk to Justin Hansen. Justin Hansen is with Stevenson, Lucci's and Lee's, uh, Lucci's and Lee. Uh, He is a friend of mine as well, too, a fellow instructor for our provincial association. Uh, We're going to learn a lot, including maybe dispelling dispelling a number of myths that are out there about these new changes so those are our guests today uh, but just stepping back folks uh, as a reminder if you need to talk to any of our whole home
Game Show team members, please just reach out to us. You can find our contact information by visiting cfax1070.com. Look under shows. There you'll find us, the whole home show with me, Tony Joe. Uh, or just reach out to us. Google Google any of the uh, whole home show team members or reach me. Love hearing from you all uh, on a weekly basis. We know you're listening and we really very much appreciate that. Um, looking forward to our guest today. I don't know where it's going to go. I mean, there's a lot to read. There's a lot of reading material out there. Um, but you know what? The biggest one, though, is how quickly this has happened. Because as you folks remember, David Eby was just sworn in about two weeks ago. It was the 18th of November. He implemented this Housing uh, Supply Act uh, the following Monday, which is the 21st. And for the Strata, Bill 44, it was approved by Royal Assent three days later on November 24th. So, you know, there's a lot of stuff going on out there and we want to talk about how this affects you. So um, before our break, this is what I want to have a conversation uh, with, with all of you about today. Why do stratas have bylaws and restrictions? And every once in a while, we'll have a buyer say, I really like that building. It's in a great location. You know, it's in Fairfield. There's a James Bay uh, and my family, you know, would love being there and we can, oh, it's 19 and over, or it's 30 and over. There's a building I'm thinking of right now in uh, the downtown area, which is 30 plus. Um, it eliminates the ability for buyers like that to buy in the property. Uh, and in fact, age restrictions, although you know less common than rental restrictions or pet restrictions for that matter, uh, it can really limit the amount of potential buyers. Right. Uh, the, uh, you know, again, talking about rental restrictions, same too. you know, people often say to us, I would like something that I can rent because after we start our family and it's time for us to move on to our next home or our, you know, forever home, I'd like to keep the condo because that's my long term retirement plan. And I'd like to move into our home and keep the condo to rent. Well, guess what? When there's rental restrictions, you can't do that. I tell the story a lot. That was me. I had this beautiful condo down in Fairfield on Richardson, 1037 Richardson, top floor. It was a loft, vaulted ceiling, spiral staircase, the coolest place. I bought that when I was 28 years old, I guess it was. And it was time to move on and to start my family and bought a house. I would have kept that. I 100% would have kept that unit. Nothing would make me happier now than to consider the fact that that has been a rental. Because I've been out of that house since, or that condo since 2003 now. So that's 20 years. Um, number one, would have been paid off. Number two, would have given a home for a tenant in Fairfield, which is a fantastic location. Uh, and number three, would have given me and, and you know my wife the option to maybe move back there when you know uh in days ahead when we no longer need the house and all that kind of stuff so the rental restrictions really uh, prevented people from doing that and of course the government's idea is all right let's say no more rental restrictions uh so therefore it's going to add all this rental stock to the marketplace which by the way i agree with right i will tell you though the dialogue and the lingo that uh went around my strata at the time i remember my neighbor in particular very much anti-renter and he used to say things like tenants don't contribute to the building tenants don't add to anything they just wreck the place is that true though folks that kind of paints a picture of all tenants being irresponsible which they're not you know there are tenants who you know frankly some are even better than owners right uh so it does not 
preclude the requirement to do a really good job of um, uh, check background checks and making sure that the candidate that you're looking at for a rental is a good candidate and will be a, um, uh, a good positive attribute to the building, right? We're going to talk about this with Justin, the Strata lawyer, uh, in a little bit as well, because there's an added uh, uh, provision in the Strata Properties Act now that enables Stratas to uh, go to arbitration if there is a problem tenant. So we're going to learn about that as well, too. Um, age restrictions, uh, again, it really limits the amount of people who can buy but there's a reason why there are. Let's face it. There are complexes out there. There are lifestyle complexes. They're meant for retirement. There's gated communities. By the way, folks, when we're talking strata, we're talking townhouses too, even duplexes for that matter, anything under the Strata Properties Act. So it's not just condos. There are developments out there that were built from the very beginning, intended for seniors, people moving on. Well, uh, all of a sudden, no more age restrictions unless it is 55 and over. So the government has kept the 55 and over provision uh, in there. Again, we're going to learn more about that when we talk with Justin Hansen. But in any event, there's a change. And I will tell you folks that we just encountered uh, an investor that came out of the woodwork and bought a condo that we had listed on the marketplace that had age restrictions and had rental restrictions. And um, I am basically saying I have witnessed this new, uh, uh, this new wave of investors buying properties. We're going to see it soon. Perhaps it's done the right job for the government or for the people of British Columbia through the government, I should say. In any event, we're going to have a conversation after our break here with the newly installed Minister of Housing. And by the way, that's a new ministry. I didn't even know about that. Uh, Ravi uh, Kalon, he's going to be talking about uh, building more supply, which I'm thrilled to hear about because it seems like all the dialogue up until now has been about demand. Let's stop people from buying. Well, hey, let's let people buy. Let's just give them more. Anyways, going to take our break. We'll be back in just a moment. You're listening to The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe on CFAX 1070. Thanks for coming back. You're listening to The Whole Home Show, and I'm Tony Joe. Just a few days ago, and I'm not even going to say weeks, uh, David Eby enacted sweeping changes relating to housing in the province just days after being sworn in to his post as premier. There's been a lot of changes, things that, you know, we never saw coming. Uh, not the least of which is a cabinet change. And our guest right now is the newly created role of Minister of Housing. And it's Ravi uh, Kalon. Ra uh, Ravi, uh, you are a, um, you've been a MLA in the writing of North Delta since uh, 2017. Uh, welcome to our program and congratulations on the new role. Yeah, great. Thanks so much. Uh, excited about the new role. I'm actually Victoria, born and raised. So uh, it's nice to talk to my uh, my home radio station today again. Fantastic. Well, the CFAX listener is very, of course, curious to know about uh, about what's going on. You were the Minister of Jobs, Economic Recovery and Innovation uh, before, Government House leader uh, now as well. Um, the quote that seems to be out there in the media that you've been saying recently is speed, supply and synergy. Mm. So what so, you know, what can British Columbians expect now uh, with this Housing Supply Act? Well, we're starting to already see speed uh, in the way Minister Eby has been uh, rolling out uh, uh, commitments and uh, substantial announcements. Uh, my job will be trying to keep up with his pace. <laughs> 
Uh, so for me, of course, as you just highlighted, speed, uh, supply and synergy are my priorities. Uh, on the speed front, we must get housing built faster. It just takes way too long through our processes uh, to, to get the type of housing we need online. You know, we've made substantial, like historic level investments in housing. But when we made those announcements to now, we're only starting to see those units come online now. It shows you how long it takes for these projects to go from concept to funding to actually being uh, alive in communities. And so for us, we have to look, sit down with local governments, find ways to make the system better, look at best practices, and not just local governments, us as a province as well, find ways to make this process much quicker. Uh, Victoria has shown some elements of it for um, some of the uh, non-market housing and the, the things that they're doing around non-market housing, fantastic initiative, certainly hoping other jurisdictions around the province adopt some of those measures. On the supply side, we need more. I mean, just it's just the vacancy rates low. We need everything from market housing to non-market housing. That means uh, you know affordable rental units. It means uh, everything from transition for women fleeing domestic violence. We need all types of housing, and we need it very quick. And and then finally, the synergy piece is important to me because. No one government will be able to do it themselves. It's going to require local government. It's going to require the federal government. It's going to require municipalities putting uh, tough and aggressive goals in place and uh, and doing their best and uh, working with us to make those happen. You know, this is a pretty seismic shift because, you know, there's no question supply has contributed to what's happened, uh, not just provincially, but in the country with the real estate market, for instance, and prices escalating. This is a it's a big shift because there has seemed to be a focus on demand uh, all this time, you know, foreign buyer tax speculation um, uh, and vacancy tax, you know, all these things that were enacted and it has helped, you know, there's there's no question there. Um, but now addressing the supply thing to actually get more housing units out there, uh, it's a really big thing. Question, though, because, uh, of course, one of the focuses is to ensure that municipalities meet quotas, housing supply quotas. So you got to have a quota to begin with. I'm guessing that's something that the province has, has worked on, right? Yeah, so what we've done is uh, the legislation we just passed gives us the tools to work with governments to set those goals. And so that's what I'm really looking forward to is meeting with them and saying, here's our growth targets. How are we going to meet those growth targets as we go forward? Uh, and it also gives us some tools to step in if communities don't meet their targets. And uh, I know that uh, some are seeing that as controversial, but it's important for us to meet our needs. I mean, housing is a generational question. I mean, it doesn't matter who you talk to. It doesn't matter if you go to a house party or if you're at the cooler at your workplace, uh, if those still exist now that we're working from home. Uh, but all, everywhere you go, people are talking about housing. And yeah. so what we need to do is we need to meet the test of the time. And the only way we're going to do that is by setting aggressive goals and, and really rethinking our processes uh, and thinking outside the box on how we address that. And, and that's what that legislation does. Uh, it gives us the powers to do that. Very interesting, because it seems like the powers have always laid in the hands of the municipalities. They're the ones with the official community plans and and all of this. And it it, uh, you know, it makes me wonder how will municipalities react to this? Uh, you know, the provincial government telling them what to do or, or how to do. And, and on the flip side, too, there's always been the thought of, well, red tape. A lot of the uh, issue here is the amount of time it takes for, for instance, a developer to go from start to finish uh, at the municipal level. 
Yeah, well, I mean, I, I never like to define these things as red tape. Red tape makes it sound like it's something notorious. I would say <laughs> that sometimes uh, there's a, a lot of different goals that, that local governments want to achieve, and there is sometimes overlap. And so what we're trying to do is look at best practices, find ways to make the system faster. I mean, no doubt it needs to happen. But, you know, so far, my discussions with local government, I haven't met a single mayor who hasn't said, yes, housing is a crisis yeah. uh, and we need to fix it and we want to be part of the solution. How we get there, we may differ in communities, but we need to have those important conversations. And I've already started having many of those with local mayors today. You know, I was, I mean, for me, I'm 30 years in the business, past president of our real estate board, spent a lot of time in government relations. I don't know why it never occurred to me that we never had a standalone ministry of housing. And yeah, it, it makes a lot of sense. Right. It makes a lot of sense. I think 1972 was when we had a last. Um, and uh, and, you know, don't ask me why it hasn't happened before, uh, yeah. but I'm just happy it's happening now. And uh, and it's because Premier Eby has identified this as his major priority. And uh, and he's given us a lot of uh, leeway and a lot of tools to be able to achieve that. And there's more coming. And because, you know, like I said earlier, it doesn't matter if you're a young person thinking, will I ever be forget buying? Will I ever be able to afford rent in this in the city? Uh, or if you're an elder and you're like, hey, how do I make sure that my kids or my grandkids are living close to me so that I can see them grow up? And so it doesn't matter where you are on the scale. Everyone is thinking about this. And that means we have an opportunity to look at things. You know, I'll say to you, Tony, that uh, you've probably had these conversations for years uh, when you're dealing with the development community. But what's shifted now, I mean, partly it's the, a premier that wants to put a particular focus to this. But what's really shifted is that people realize that what we've been doing and the way we've been doing needs to be rethought. And, you know, when we were in the pandemic, there was a lot of things that we always thought we should do, but never happened. But in the pandemic, we realized in Christ, moment of crisis, hey, we're going to do it. Whether that was liquor reform in liquor stores or whether that was how we did permitting for small businesses, for patios, uh, all these changes are positive changes. Healthcare, uh, you know, how healthcare is delivered. And so that's the same mentality I'm trying to bring to the Ministry of Housing. How can we look at everything we do with another lens to say, is this the best way to get housing on faster? If not, what other way can we do that? Yeah. You're right. I mean, it, it, the pandemic did force us to think of things very differently, right? Yeah. So there's been a lot of, uh, you know, I, I read um, you had been talking with the city of Victoria. They fast-tracked uh, some more non-market housing. A lot of conversation about non-market. You did mention a moment ago about talking with developers. What what can people expect to see in days uh, moving forward here uh, about adding the supply of market housing? So how 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 will we see more? Well, uh, the first thing I'm going to be doing is meeting with local governments uh, because I want to make sure that we're all connected and we're all on the same page. I, you know, my goal is, and I've always done this in my life, is to be collaborative, work together. I believe in a, a team style uh, approach. Uh, so that'll be my first step. I'm meeting with my uh, team uh, actually starting today to refresh our housing strategy and say, how does our housing strategy reflect the changes we've seen in the pandemic. And if it doesn't, how do we change? The pandemic has changed lives. It has changed how we operate. And we need to look at everything we do with a new lens. And so that's one of the things we're going to be doing. We're going to refresh our housing strategy. I'm hoping to have something launched in the new year. With that will come a whole host of initiatives to move the uh, housing process 
faster, uh, getting more supply online. And so I'm excited about that. I'm excited about the work, but you'll be seeing some real quick action uh, on all of these measures uh, starting very soon. Yeah. And again, I mean, this uh, uh, kudos to you and, and the government for, for this, because again, if there's more inventory out there, then I mean, it's better for everyone, right? I, I want to thank you for taking the time. And I know that you have a very busy schedule because you were just assigned this uh, 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 this role just a couple of days ago. Uh, again, everyone, we have um, Minister Ravi uh, Kalon. He is now the uh, newly created role of Minister of Housing here uh, with this plan. And I'm going to put the link on the cfax1070.com uh, web page, uh, our home show webpage, uh, with information about the Housing Supply Act. Very, very ambitious and looking forward to days ahead. Thank you, Minister. Appreciate your time. Yeah, thank you for having me, Tony. And uh, hopefully I'm back again very soon. Thank you. Thanks, we'll Tony. be back in just a moment. Now, The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe on CFAX 1070. Thanks for coming back. You're listening to The Whole Home Show, and I'm Tony Joe. Our show comes to you every week with the support of our show partners, Denise Webster, mortgage broker with Dominion Lending Center's Modern Mortgage Group, J.P. Sellas, insurance advisor at Westland Insurance, the Sitka Law Group for your real estate, wills and estates, corporate and personal injury needs, and Silhouette Home Inspections with Pierre Bove. If you need help or direction in your real estate transaction, give any of the whole Home Show team members a call. They would love to hear from you. As a reminder, you can find their contact information and mine by visiting cfax1070.com. Look under Shows. There you'll find us, the whole Home Show, with me, Tony Joe. All of our contact information is there. Or just reach out to us. We love hearing from you uh, every week. Uh, also, too, if you're a podcast listener, we do have all five years worth and over 260 episodes on iTunes and uh, Google Play. Just look for the whole Home Show with me, Tony Joe. Having a conversation about this whirlwind number of changes that has happened here in the province of BC ever since David Eby took over as Premier just days ago, not even weeks ago, days ago. Uh, we just before the break had a chat with the Housing Minister, Ravi Kailan, having a great conversation about the government's intention to help increase supply because that has been an issue. And the other thing that we're going to discuss now, which has raised a lot of questions and ones that, uh, you know, perhaps there's some myths that need to be de uh, debunked. And that is Bill 44 having to do with changes in strata law. So who do we talk to? We got to call a strata expert. Now, of course, as you know, our show is sponsored and uh, one of our show partners is Gurpreet and her team at the Sitka Law Group. First person I called and Gurpreet said, hey, listen. You got to talk to Justin Hansen. Justin Hansen is with Stephen Lucci's Lee. Uh, he is a lawyer. I want to remind you folks, if you uh, need your help in any sort of uh, legal stuff, don't uh, um, uh, be shy and call Gurpreet and her team at uh, Sitka Law Group. But again, when it comes to strata stuff, here's the guy. This is Justin Hansen. Justin, thanks for joining us. Hi, Tony. Thanks you for having me back on your show again. Um, we were talking just before we came back on air there about a question you had uh, involving a realtor that you spoke to the other day. Yeah. Uh, why don't you set this up for me? And, yeah, and um, you know what? My response. Absolutely. There's lots of questions. So here's the thing. Uh, two issues, uh, and we'll talk about that realtor in a second. The first one is the uh, removal of restriction, age restriction. So no more age restrictions, um, but 55 plus still applies, right? Well, Tony, it's it's not that simple. When it comes oh. to age restrictions, there yeah. seems to be a great deal of uncertainty as to what just happened with Bill 44. Yeah. And that's not just with people in strata corporations. That's with strata lawyers as well. We're 
still kind of uh, shaking our heads as to and trying to figure out exactly what just happened. Uh, the government's purportedly banned all age restrictions with the exception of 55 plus age restrictions, which they say would continue to be allowed. Now, interestingly, and this has gotten no media attention at all, the act now makes it explicitly clear that an age restriction bylaw can specify that only one person needs to be 55 plus. So that, that is some clarity. But what we're not sure is whether or not pre-existing age restriction bylaws were actually grandfathered. That is not clear from the legislation. Um, now, I say that there's already at least one civil resolution tribunal case that's been decided since Bill 44 came into effect that does conclude that all pre-existing age restrictions other than 55 plus are now unenforceable. But that case wasn't about age restrictions at all. And the comments made there in her obiter and they're not binding on future decision makers. The longer answer is that we really don't know what happened. We don't know if the new legislation grandfathered the age restrictions or not. The, re the legislation was rushed. When you read section 123.1 and 123.2 of the amendment, it looked as though as the legislature was only banning the adoption of new age restriction bylaws under 55 plus. Mm. Indeed, that's what it seems to state. Uh, further still, grandfathering provision is written into that. So there's, if you look at section 123.2, there's a grandfathering provision. And what it essentially says is that if, if a person was legally residing in a strata lot before a new 55 plus age restriction came into effect, mm -hmm. that person is grandfathered under the 55 plus age restriction. Got it. The thing about that is, what are they talking about? Because they would of course be living there legally mm -hmm. if they if there was no age restriction by law at the time yes. it's as though they seem to contemplate that there was going to be a transition period and they never put one in oh so we don't know why that clause is there Interesting. Um, all of this leads a few of us to think that maybe they've inadvertently and i say inadvertently maybe they've inadvertently um grandfather the existing age restriction bylaws. we simply don't know and these are things that have to be tested in the court of law right that's right um whether or not the courts are going to support that conclusion is a whole other question yeah. um, i know I, i've seen strata lawyers in vancouver that also share this belief and actually have even a further argument to add uh, beyond the two i've just stated as to why they think age restrictions have been grandfathered now, that's clearly not what the government um, purports to have intended, mm -hmm. but it looks like there's at least a case for that. But that's not what we're, we're telling Stratas. If they want to be safe, they need to have a 55-plus age restriction. Yeah. And I'd love to talk about what we're seeing happening out there <laughs> right now. Okay. Well, all right. Hold that thought because I, I don't want to lose the thread that we started off with, which was I had this – you and I were talking before uh, I hit the record button. I've been watching conversation threads uh, from realtors. Realtors, there's a lot of confusion out there about, you know, these changes in rules and stuff. And there was one realtor in the lower mainland who said, oh, I live in Estrada. Uh, we are thinking of, um, you know, our options. Do we increase the 55 plus? Um, if we do, uh, the rental restriction would still be in place uh, or can we vote to make it a 19 plus so in and it's like oh my goodness uh <laughs> your hands are up <laughs> right? oh 
Tony, there is a whole lot of note in what you just said. Yes. First off, it's a myth that uh, the age, if you have a 55 plus age restriction, that you can continue to ban rentals. That's a myth. The, okay. uh, the legislation never said that. Government never said it. Some media outlets reported it, but it's not true. Yeah. Um, further, they absolutely cannot vote to create a new 19 plus age restriction that is explicitly banned in the legislation. So again, whole lot of nope in what was just said there. Wow, and it's an example of the the mis uh, you know the 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 misunderstanding. Because let's talk about timing for a second. Um, Premier Eby was sworn in. I think it was November the eighteenth. He introduced the Housing Supply Act on November twenty first. The um, Strata Property Act. The it was approved by Royal Assent on the twenty fourth. So this all happened. Um, like there was no debate. There was no conversation. Uh, yeah, three days, right? Three days. Uh, apparently, I'm told it's the fastest that British Columbia has ever introduced new legislation. Yeah. So it uh, it really does seem to have been done in quite a hurry. Well, they obviously they they had been planning this, but see the other thing too, and one of the reasons why we're chatting, and again, thank you for coming today, is our um, provincial association, the British Columbia Real Estate Association, of which you and I are both instructors for our um, professional development courses. Uh, you were asked to do a webinar, and uh, you, you were, tell us how many people were on that. They t you initially told you how many, and how many ended up being on. We thought we were going to get 50 to 80 realtors on there, and that's just Victoria Real Estate Board. It's not the whole province. We ended up with 530 plus. <laughs> yes. So there were a lot of people interested in this. Yes. Uh, and I, you know, of course, I was watching the questions. People were uh, adding questions on there, and there was a lot of this here too. So it's one of these things where I think people, uh, as usual, they sort of put their own uh, slant, you know, when. Uh, you know, what suits them best, thinking owners, you know, uh, strata property owners, oh, I think maybe this could be the case, but the law is pretty clear, right? Well, the law on the rental restriction is pretty clear. As I said earlier, the law on the um, on the age restriction really isn't. Yeah. Um, but what's happening on the actually, ground now? Actually, Justin, hold on. We're, we're just about to hit a commercial here, and I can feel us getting into something deep and juicy here. So I don't <laughs> I don't want to break break that halfway through. We're having a conversation with Justin Hansen. He is a strata lawyer. He's the strata specialist here in Victoria at Stevenson, Lucci's, and Lee. Uh, again, our show sponsor, Gurpreet at Sika Law Group, said, you got to call Justin, so uh, we're having a great uh, legal conversation about Bill 44. This is the changes in the Strata Property Act that were enacted just days ago. And this could affect you, our listener. If you are in a Strata, these are things that you'll want to know about. So got to take our last break for the day. We'll be back in just a moment. This is The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe on CFAX 1070. Thanks for coming back. You're listening to The Whole Home Show, and I'm Tony Joe. All of these new rules have popped in, folks. The provincial government is, of course, hoping to relieve the pressure that's been out there in the world of real estate over the past few years. They have addressed the fact that supply is a concern. And I had a conversation with uh, Ravi Kalon. He is the newly appointed Minister of Housing, and they are focused on getting focusing on getting more housing uh, in the ground. Bit of a change because there's been really a focus on demand all of these years, stopping people from buying. But now 
they want to put more out there and that is fantastic. Just before the break, we had a conversation about Bill 44, which are the changes in the Strata Property Act regulations. And our guest right now is Justin Hansen. He is the Strata Specialist here in Victoria, uh, here on invitation from our show partner and supporter, Gurpreet at the Sitka Law Group. Uh, Justin is with Stevenson, Lucci's and Lee. Uh, Justin, again, thanks for joining us today. Thank you, Tony. So we talked about uh, the 55 age restriction just before the break. I want to touch right now on the other one, which is the uh, rental restriction uh, change. So tell us about what that is. Well, the rental restriction change that was brought in through Bill 44 essentially bans Strata Corporation from restricting or limiting traditional rentals. Uh, I want to be very clear about uh, what I mean when I say traditional rentals. In British Columbia, since about 2011, the law has viewed short-term rentals as being legally distinct from traditional rentals. Short-term uh, as in, as in uh, whatever, uh, vacation rentals, that kind of stuff. Vacation right? rentals, temp transient accommodation, that sort of thing. Yep. I don't want to put an age, sorry, a date range on that. I don't want to say short-term means under 30 days because you're going to see where I'm going with this. Mm -hmm. um, so the government got rid of any ability for the Strata Corporation to eliminate um, traditional rentals. And that the removal there was purportedly to uh, increase rental housing supply, right? Mm -hmm. To put more of these units on the market. I've heard the number thrown out there that they figured that it was 2,500 units that are being underutilized right now that may hit the market either as a rental or for sale because of this change. Now, what I don't understand when I look at these uh, changes is why the government chose to eliminate the strata's ability to uh, put a time limit on rentals, for instance, a minimum time limit. Um, they used, used to have the ability to essentially say no rentals of under six months, no rentals of under a year. The ability to do that is now gone as well. Oh, those were okay. actual houses. Those were homes. Those were not things being used for transient accommodation of short-term rentals. And now the Stratas don't have the ability to prevent that. Oh. It can still ban short-term rentals, mm -hmm. but the legislation doesn't state what a short-term rental is. Is that under 90 days? Is it under 60 days? Is it under 30 days? Mm -hmm. The case law doesn't give us much, um, much guidance either. Though... I think to be safe, most strata lawyers would say short-term rentals under 30 days. But there's certainly an argument that could be made that it's you could push that up to 60 or push that up to 90. Okay. So so can a strata add that restriction in their bylaws? Absolutely, and many are doing so. Okay, perfect. Got it, got it. And then the other half, too, is... Uh, folks have to remember that you can't just put your condo up as a short-term vacation rental because the zoning must fit. It has to be transient uh, zoning uh, in the uh, eyes of the city, right? So there is that level as well too. So all of this is meant to increase uh, rental stock. So people who were maybe forced to sell in order to buy their next home because they couldn't rent their condo, now they can rent, right? So no more, rentals, no more rental restrictions. I'm sorry. That's, that's the intention. Whether or not that's actually going to happen is a whole other matter. What we're seeing are some very, very disturbing trends uh, when it comes to that particular intent. It seems as though this is going the other way. Okay. And if I can... Tell us, so about, what, tell us about what you're seeing. So your office is getting phone calls, right? A lot of phone calls, Tony, and a lot of emails. 
Okay. Uh, in fact, since Bill 44 came down, I'd estimate that 80% of my time is doing nothing but responding to Bill 44 requests. Okay. And what those requests are for is for uh, bylaws changing the existing age restriction bylaw up to 55 plus. Mm-hmm. Um, I get a minimum now of three or four of those per day since oh, Bill okay. 44 came into power. So, so, so let's just parse that one out a bit. Uh, Estrada maybe it's you know 19 plus or we see 30 plus or 40 plus or whatever and of course the provincial government uh, has kept the ability for 55 and over it's a lifestyle choice you know people want to mature you know perhaps retirement building so what you're saying is that stratas that didn't have age restrictions or let's say were 19 plus which are no longer allowed they are asking you to move up to 55. Tony, I haven't had any stratas that don't have an age restriction asking for an age restriction, yep. but I've had yep. dozens, literally dozens that have 19 plus, 16 plus in some cases, yep. uh, 40 yep. plus, they're all asking to go up to 55 plus now. So I've written easily three dozen, easily three dozen age restriction bylaws in the past two or three weeks. So the first thing is we are, this the the change here is driving stratas to move to we're going to see a lot more fifty five plus is what you're saying many many more fifty five plus buildings including ones that were previously eighteen and nineteen plus are going that way well presuming then that the occupants in the uh, complex currently probably are fifty five because I can't see uh, you you need a seventy five percent vote um, but that is just during the meeting isn't it. That's correct. It's a three-quarter vote of who shows up at the meeting and who votes. So oh. it's not three-quarters of the entire ownership. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, okay. So we're and seeing that. The desire to do this is so extreme that I've had at least two stratas already pass these by waiver. So that means they got a unanimous vote to go up to 55. Okay. They waived the meeting. Well, I mean, this is the reason why licensees, realtors, and especially those who are listening here right now, one of the key things is if you're helping a buyer uh, with a purchase of a condo, you know, say something that is 19 plus and your your buyer is whatever, 30 years old, it is crucially important right now to ask if there's any uh, changes underway to change this bylaw because they might end up finding themselves in a 55 plus building, right? Absolutely agree, Tony. That is absolutely crucial at this point. Find out if they're moving that bylaw up. All right. Um, just dialing back to the 55 uh, plus, because, you know, there are questions and uh, one of them is in the area of confusion is if it's 55 plus, does that mean owner or does that mean occupant? Oh, that's an excellent. Um, that's an excellent question. It actually doesn't mean either of those things, Tony. Uh, well, the 55 plus applies to residents of the building. You could have someone in a 55 plus building that's an owner. They just can't live there. Right. Uh, so it's who is resident in the building. Now, strata corporations define residency, residency differently. Some of them say you have to live there 30 days in a year. Some of them say you have to live there 60 plus days. It depends on the bylaws, but you have to be a resident for the bylaw, the 55 plus bylaw to apply to you. It does not apply to visitors. Okay. All right. And then again, dialing back from the beginning, when we talked about this realtor that made this comment, they were of the opinion that if they went to the, you know, if they were 55 plus, then they could still rent. That one is a definitive no. There's no restrictions on rentals anywhere, right? There's no exemption for 55 plus buildings from that ban. You cannot limit or restrict rentals. You can't even, you cannot even require that they have a property manager for the rentals. 
Yeah. You can't require that they insert terms into the uh, the rental agreement. You yeah. cannot screen tenants. Nothing. Wow. Okay, but on the flip side, there's a new provision that gives Stratas the power to um, go to arbitration if there's a problem tenant, right? Yes. So up until about 2011, the Strata corporations who had a problem tenant could evict that tenant through the residential tenancy board process. Um, the power to evict tenants was never removed from the Strata Property Act, but the residential tenancy board stopped taking those cases in around 2011, 2012. What the government has done has restored the ability of Strata corporations to go to the residential tenancy board um, to evict problem tenants. The question that I have for that, though, is did they add, did they add additional arbitrators? Because we know the residential <laughs> tenancy board is already overwhelmed. Yeah. Um, and what I what I read into that is, is giving Stratas a little more power to deal with if there is a problem, a problem tenant. Right. It makes it that they don't have more power. They just have an easier process now. Oh, OK. So they always had the power. They just didn't have the process. It required an application to the BC Supreme Court. Not even the uh, Civil Resolution Tribunal would take those eviction cases. Yeah. So uh, it uh, really is an easier process now. Well, I actually, it's the same argument. I mean, you just said, are there more arbitrators? The same argument with um, uh, estates. You know, there's there's not enough staff to rubber stamp uh, uh, probate uh, out there. I mean, I can only imagine uh, if we're seeing more rental stock out there and more issues, this could end up being uh, quite problematic, right? You know, but at least we have the process now. Even if it is a slower process, we are thankful to have that process. That is that is something we've been waiting for for years. So yeah. I'm going to take that as a positive. Okay. So I think what seems like the biggest issue right now is this whole notion of, okay, let's say Estrada doesn't change their um, age restriction. Uh, obviously rentals are allowed now. If people, this could have the effect of uh, prompting investors to say, hey, now's a great time. I'll buy up a couple of these condos by the university that always had rental restrictions or always had age restrictions. Now they're wide open. It feels to me like the first batch of people moving into these stratas were the rest of the owners bought and and voted to have age restrictions and rental restrictions. They're going to be unhappy. There's probably going to be disgruntled neighbors for the uh, for the first little bit. I think your your point is bang on. I think what we're going to see is investors buying this up to rent these uh, spots at market value. And we know that market rents right now are incredibly high in Victoria. Yeah. The, of course, the, the hope is with more inventory, it'll bring that pressure down and, uh, and things will pop up. You know, you said earlier, too, because uh, I read it as well, too, in the uh, government missive there, they comment about 2,500 or 2,900 units that were identified through the uh, speculation and vacancy tax uh, properties that um, couldn't be used because of the fact that there were rental restrictions. You think about it, it's kind of interesting because 2,500 units, British Columbia Assessment Authority has 2 million properties on the roll in British Columbia. 2,500 is not a big number. It's absolutely not a big number at all. And as I say, it appears as though this is having the opposite effect. Mm -hmm. What do you, you get as we wrap up here? Any uh, any concerns with the changes here, other than the fact that there's a lot of confusion? The, well, it's the confusion. We don't know for a fact whether or not the uh, existing age restriction bylaws, the non-conforming ones, are going to be grandfathered. We have no idea. Uh, and I'm again, I'm concerned about why the uh, the ability to limit rentals in terms of the minimum period of time that they could be rented was thrown out. I don't understand that change. Seems counterproductive to the government's stated goal. 
In fact, I've already seen realtors saying, why don't we buy up, uh, you can buy units in these buildings and use them for midterm rentals, which they describe as 30 to 90 days. That's nobody's home. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Well, Justin, thank you very much for taking the time out of your day. I know you're super busy. Uh, Justin Hansen is Strata lawyer, the Strata lawyer in Victoria with Stevenson, Lucci's and Lee. Uh, again, Gurpreet said, you got to talk to Justin. Justin, thanks for joining us. Thank you, Tony. And to the rest of our listeners, we'll be here for you this time next week.